Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Pat Bradley in the Zone is brought to you by River City Flooring. Bradley off the screen for three. Is he going to miss? He's been terrific in this first half. River City Flooring. The only thing better than their selection is their service. Visit RiverCityFlooringInc.com. RiverCityFlooringInc.com. Hello, Patrick. What do you say, boys? Um, well, say, I said lots of things so far today. I'm going to say a few more things right now. Uh, a kid. ACC baseball, or Arkansas baseball specifically, I should say, has gotten to the point where everybody is so spoiled, they uh, have really high expectations, and that's a good thing. I don't <laughs> think that's a bad thing. But, again, comparatively, and Pat gets pissed when I bring this up, but Pat also set the bar, helped set the bar, or carried <laughs> on the, the tradition of the bar that was set incredibly high. Pat Bradley, once he left school, they went 25 years without making a Sweet 16. So I don't know what you want to compare that to. Let's just say Arkansas goes 25 straight years after this year without going winning. Going to a Super Regional. Without going to a Super. Yeah. Without going to a Super. Right. That's the comparison. So you got it really good, and there's no reason to believe anything like that is going to happen. In fact, I would guess over the next 15 years, Arkansas probably makes eight well, or nine supers, supers at least. Yeah. yeah. How many Supers has the baseball team been since 2000 i'd have to go back and look super since 2000 that's a good question yeah I christian yeah. 23 I years mean, has, it, has it been five has it been 10 has it been I less guess, than five or well than they've five? gone to the college world series in that time a seven handful. times yeah so right dave and horn's gone nine times seven with arkansas so i'd say probably about seven 11 times. to the supers no to the is, college world series well we know they lost the super to okay. you know um, NC, NC State. State a couple yeah. years ago, so yeah, right. we'll just say at least I think he's lost two super regionals. Okay, so maybe nine, nine, ten, eleven, somewhere in there. Lots nine, yeah, yeah, about half the time. Where is so TCU's hosting, obviously, right? Yeah, how about that weird turn of events? Man, that is a weird turn of events. You know, it was a weird week to schedule that. I had booked. Uh, I'll give you my comparison. I had booked tickets to see Ray Wiley Hubbard in Eureka Springs on Friday night, Pat. Little did I know Arkansas would be hosting a regional, and I was like, well, I really wish this concert wasn't this weekend. So right. I was able to go to the early game, fortunately, and then zip over to Eureka and watch. But uh, was, it was not ideal. So I was trying to – I was talking to the boys last week, and, and <clears throat> you know, it's tough to compare baseball postseason to any other postseason because of the quirkiness – of you have the double elimination right in the first round or the regionals mm-hmm. and then the super regionals go to a different format right yeah it's it still it's best of three best of three and then and then so it's it's such a unique thing because obviously with the ncaa tournament it's one game and you could have a bad call you could have a guy getting foul trouble you could have any any number of things can happen that keep you from a, a one-point second-round loss versus a one-point second-round win to go to the Sweet 16. Yeah. So it's sort of a – it's a weird – it's it's a strange thing. I think college baseball postseason is different. I don't think you can even compare it, like, you know, Mm-mm. you know, going with the basketball team going to Sweet 16. Because even look at this weekend. How many delays did you have? And I think – so if TCU, obviously, their bats are rolling – they, they they can have delay delay. They come back. Their bats are rolling. Like I, I just think it's such a it was a difficult weekend with the stop and go. 
Um, and I'm not saying that would have, you know, we would have beaten TCU, but it's right. just, I don't know. It's just challenging, man. Those guys are sitting around. Then they got to play two games. Yeah. Then they got to play no games. It's just so I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how much of an impact that played, but I do say I will say this: baseball is the greatest equalizer, and it's the hardest to predict. I think of the major three sports by far. It's not close. Yeah. Basketball is a distant second, and football is the most predictable. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, basketball. Every once in a while, you'll get just because of the nature of the one and done, like Purdue loses to the sixteen or. Something like that, but yeah. for the most part, especially in college basketball, I got you know, pick Purdue. You, well, no, I mean in college basketball, you know, you there's the haves and the have-nots pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the nature of the one and done, foul trouble, injury, those types of things, some team makes thirty, makes it a little bit more interesting. But yeah, baseball is sort of the college World Series a little. It's a little bit, uh, well, not a little bit. I think it's much, much different. The whole aspect of it. Prepare. I mean, heck, we talked about the SEC tournament. How, like, it just still blows my mind how, like, every SEC tournament, it's like, oh, geez, do we want to win it? Do we want to? And right. I guess you get that a little bit in um, in the other sports, but not as much. You know? Yeah, prepare to watch Wes disagree with me vehemently because this is what he likes mm-hmm. to do. I-, I think baseball, and-, and partially, this is partially why it's the great equalizer, is the least dependent on superior athleticism. If you are a if you're an elite skilled player as a as a, especially defensively, but you can yeah. be an elite skilled player as an offensive guy, and you can not be the best athlete on the field and still be a very effective hitter and or fielder. Yes. Now I think with pitchers it's a little bit different animal. You got to have some magic in that arm to be an elite pitcher. But you you wouldn't see a team like I mean you do occasionally see teams upset others, but I do think football and basketball are large more more heavily no weighted towards athleticism. West doesn't agree with you on that? I don't know. I I'm, I'm do just waiting for him to that. disagree with me. No, I agree well, with the that. Reason, the reason, and this what? we've talked about this many <laughs> Wonders times. Wonders never cease. Well, we talked about this many times. What what I observe in baseball, watching kids grow up playing baseball, um, it is, it's a unique sport, like you said, because it's so much skill. It takes so much time, effort to perfect that skill, whether it's fielding in baseball whether it's throwing a baseball properly, accurately, whether it's batting, and the nature of the mano a mano pitcher versus batter, I have seen kids as they grow up. Because I, I, you know, I went to you know, Nick, I went to a lot of youth baseball games. Kids, they don't like if if they're not. Let's just say to your to your point about being athletic versus skilled. If you're if you're just athletic and you can't hit the baseball, you're on a platform as a batter. Everybody is eyes on you. And it's there's a sense of, like, if I can't hit this, I don't feel confident. I don't want to do this anymore. So there's that level of skill and confidence that has to be there that mm-hmm. athleticism doesn't necessarily give you. Now, you've got to be hand-eye coordination, no doubt. You've got to mm-hmm. be a big strong – you know, you got to be strong enough, no doubt. But I do agree that, um, you know, that's – I mean, baseball – pitcher, batter, baseball yeah. is different. Unless you're talking about tennis – or pickleball, your favorite one-on-one pickleball match. Um, there's there's not many things in sports like it. That's why it's such a special thing. Yeah, you have to be. You can get as peeved off as a hitter as you want, but unlike if you're going to, <laughs> if, if you're going to tackle a guy, or if you're going to try to run a route by a guy, or if you're trying to make it, you know, if you're trying to get by a guy or foul defend a guy or defend guy, a guy, right? right? Yeah, yeah, being peeved off will help you in those cases. It ain't going to help you hit a curveball, right? Yeah, ask Soriano, right? Yeah, yes, exactly maybe, right. Maybe you get a sacrifice of chicken. Yeah, blank you, Joe Boo. I'll do it myself. 
Um, so let's talk about uh, Razorback basketball, Pat. We are almost there roster-wise. We haven't had you on, I don't think, since Devo officially came back. By the way, bumped into Devo. Devo. He's in great spirits. Saw him over the Good weekend at the him. regional. Yeah. Coach Musselman always making appearances. Yeah. Kids got a bright future. Do you uh, you feel good about the guys that came back and, and the guys that are incoming that have decided to stick with it and not yeah, go pro? I, look, I think it, the Duke game, you know, I think you – I go back to – because obviously it's about building a roster with Coach Muss. I mean, we that's what he does every year, or at least, at least that's what he's done the last three, four years when he, you know since he's gotten gotten here. But after the Duke game – Clearly, he knew he needed size. He needed a couple 6'10", 6'11". He needed that to compete with. You know, they had that big Mark Davis kid. That just athleticism overwhelmed us. Brings in, you know, guys like Brazil, the Mitchells, um, a lot of big athletic wings, you know, Council, Anthony Black, guys like that. Of course, we couldn't make a jump shot last year. So now he builds the roster he brings in some shooting, a couple of the transfers, the Minifield kid. I think the Battle kid shoots a pretty good. Obviously, Pinion is back. That, I think, was calculated by Musk to say, we need a shooter, Joseph. You know, don't – let's give this a shot. And he brings in the size with Bayfall. Um, who's the other kid there? Well, he's got one of the Mitchells. He's yep, got Brazil. Mackay. Yep. So, you know, he's still got, you know, a 6'9", 6'10". Jalen Graham, Graham, dominating rebounder. There you go. Amen. Um, and Plus possibly paying this no Grant attention Nelson to kid. I'm listening. You're not listening. So I, I think his, You're on camera. You're not listening. You're not paying attention. Go on. So I think you can basically see his roster management where he's trying to, you know, he went with the size, and now he went – you know, knows he needs the combination of size and shooting. Okay, I can give and, you an elite guard. I can give you an elite power forward and an elite center. Who do you want to fill out the roster? You got one spot left. What do you want? Um, an elite guard. Would you say? Well, see, the thing is, I would take. A, only thing I say about a guard is, well, we got Devo coming back, right? So, because the thing that concerned me was, you had a freshman guard coming in, and you had transfer guards, right? This is before Devo. That concerns me because a freshman in transfers, you never know. You never know, right? I mean, mm-hmm. half we've talked about this many years. You bring in six, three workouts, three don't. You bring in five, two workouts, three don't. So that concerned me. So, um, although, I mean, listen, if we can get this Grant Nelson kid, then, you know, I'll take yeah. him. For sure. Hey, Pat, let's move to the NBA real quick. Uh, thoughts on the finals? 1-1. Surprised at all by Miami being able to pull one off on the road in Denver? I'd say the biggest surprise was giving them 36 points. Like, fourth quarter, Denver gives up 36 points. Um, they scored enough. 108 points should be enough. To me, it was just defensively. But that just shows you Miami, what they're able to do, beat you in a variety of ways. They can make threes. They shot almost 50%. I mean, that's insane. It's insane. But on, on the defensive end, man, like, they switch back and forth in that zone. And, Justin, it was a one-possession game, right? 111-108. Right. All you got to do, think about, take away, if that zone or whatever can take away three possessions, that's all it takes, or two possessions. That's all it takes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they execute it well. Um, so what's going on with this golf thing? Oh, is gosh. this wild news? It's wild news, Pat. I'm not really sure. So I think 
that... All right, can I be a conspiracy theorist? You are a conspiracy theorist. Go ahead. Okay. So I think, because it was very conspicuous to me that Rory was, like, sort of outspoken after he took the weekend after the Masters off, right? Remember, he took that... Uh, he didn't play the week after the Masters. He said he had to just get away from the game for a little while and clear his mind, right? And everybody's like, yeah, we get it. I don't remember that was so long ago, but okay, I'll go with it. No, yeah, that was part of, like, sort of, uh, it's like, okay, because I don't think he had a good <clears throat> Masters. And then, recently, like last week or the week before, Rory says, I wish we had an off season because it would give us more time to work on our mechanics and then come back and be ready for the bigger tournaments. So I'm scratching my head. I'm like, why? Why are these comments coming out from Rory? Mm-hmm. Because Rory was, you know, one of the guys. You know, because that's what Phil is always saying about the PGA Tour, right? We're playing too many events. Um, you know, we need to have less events, less travel, that kind of thing. Less rounds. Less less rounds. So I think Rory, in a way was was like okay i'm gonna come out kind of non you know a little passive aggressive take jabs at the pga tour to try to get them so i think the merger is going to be um a little bit what those pga tour guys are talking about not having to play in so many tournaments so they can rest or work on their mechanics of the game without having to fill that they had to play. No, he got he got he got um he got fined. Justin, who did Rory for not playing? Rory, yeah, for that tournament. You well, guys remember that? No, I don't recall. But I'll take your word for it. I'm not arguing any of those points. I think what they need to do is, and it would be easily easily done, is coordinating with um, the top players and making sure they've got a certain percentage of the top players at each event. And you don't have Agreed. to have to have every everybody taking the same one off. I mean, that's the key. I yeah. think it's, it's no big deal to me. I'm still not sure how this whole thing's going to look, but it was definitely very surprising that. There is uh, an agreement apparently in place, and but the I'm, details I'm with you. announced. I, I think it's all about making sure that the top names are still going to be at, at some of these top tournaments. Right. We'll see. That's the important thing. That's what everybody wants. I mean, I don't care what anybody does. I just want to watch a good tournament. That's mm-hmm. me. Pat, I got the numbers for you. So Dave Van Horn's been to seven College World Series. So that's seven Super Regionals. There were two other times they made it to a Super Regional but did not win it. That was Arizona State in 2010, and then, of course, North Carolina State two years ago. Mm. So when he gets to a Super, he usually wins it. What, yeah. seven and two in the Supers? Pretty good. All right, PB. Um, All right, boys. Thank you to River City Floor, and we appreciate them. We appreciate you.